too tight yeah <laughs> my hips keep, keep popping from, from the, the left, left to, to the, the right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um by the way wait where where did you say jean-claude was from uh like portugal or something okay he's belgian yeah that's what I, that's what I, uh, i'm saying the same thing uh i'm pretty sure france is closer to yeah okay. i i believe we're right but I, I was then 
Yeah, Portugal. I feel vindicated. Okay. Thank you, friends. Thank you so much for finding us and hanging out with us. We're so grateful. Uh, hopefully, we have a cool, cool show here for you. Um, I'm kind of excited about this one. We're having a little, uh, a little guy party. We're gonna have a little guy party. No, Rachel. Wait, I don't understand. Um, I'm kicking you off the show. What? Yeah, you're going away. Can you do that? Yeah. Thank you, friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, please uh, go uh, find us anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and uh, rate, review, subscribe. It means the world to us. We're so grateful. We're so grateful when you do. It helps us out in so many different ways. Um, thank you. We just cannot say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, friends, please engage. Uh, tell us how your week was. We want to hear. We want to hear how your week was. Um, tell us. We 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 love you. Is um, yeah. We no. Love we you. love you. We love you. Period. And we want to hear because this is uh, this show is about all of us, everyone. So um, I just want to make sure I say that out loud. No, it's a it's agreed. Um, my favorite thing is to hear about other people's lives. Yeah. Um, when it's the truth. Yes. So I, I, I love I, a good story in general. Yeah. I yeah. do watch TV and I do watch movies, but I will turn them off if somebody's going to tell me a story because yes. real, real life yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. Real life is better than, than Romeo must die. Even though Romeo must die was, uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And initially I was like, oh, maybe my kids could watch this. And then there were two girls kissing. I was like, oh, well, you know, an 11 year old probably shouldn't be exposed to that yet. So (laughs) let's just hold off. Yeah. You should at least be 13. (laughs) You should be at least 13 before you see. Um, I mean, I don't let my kids watch boys and girls kiss either. (laughs) So it's. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're pretty strict in general. Yeah. 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 Girls, quick, <laughs> cover your eyes. They're going to kiss. And they do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It works. Correct. Uh, friends, we did a lot, a lot of construction on home our home renovations. Home renovations, yes. We um, And more specifically, painting. Yeah. We never painted our bedroom when we moved to this house. Yeah. We've so, been here for. Fucking ever. For forever. For a long time. So we decided to paint. Yeah. And um, we painted not one room, but we painted two. Yeah. It was and kind then, of a, you know what? Like, if yeah. we're painting, let's just do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and um, the one thing I got from this, from this painting, uh, Rachel used to work in a paint store. Hardware. Hardware. Whatever. But she was the paint department manager. So she knows a lot about paint. Yeah, my skills are gone. Yeah. I Uh, know what's supposed to be right. (laughs) (laughs) However, when it comes to um, the actual doing... I'm a better manager than I am employee. I can tell people what to do all day long. Yes, even when it's not the right thing to do. (laughs) No, it's the right thing to do. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean... It's just also, like, so much more work. (laughs) You're supposed to tape off everything. Uh, yeah. You are. Maybe. 
You are. I don't tape off everything. You don't tape off anything. I mean, I do when I finish. When I go to finish the room. <laughs> We're having two different conversations. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I uh, there was uh, a place where, um, like, I was painting the wall, and you, and uh, the wall touches the ceiling, mm-hmm. and you said David paint tape the ceiling, and I said no, I'm going to paint the edge of the ceiling, and then I'm going to tape the wall back to the ceiling, and you argued with me for a long time. You were very disappointed, even I think borderline upset with me that you I wasn't following your direction. Okay, let me ask you this. In your opinion, if you hadn't gotten color onto the ceiling, would you have needed to cut in the ceiling twice or just once? Would you have needed to trim this trim paint the ceiling twice or just once? Uh the answer is just once. Just once, probably, yeah. Okay, so it's really, it's either either you do the work to tape the ceiling so you only have to cut it once, or you cut it twice. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the same amount of work in the long run. It's the same. Correct. Yeah. It's either tape it or cut it twice. Yeah. Yeah, but the correct way... <laughs> <laughs> But when you started doing it, when you no, put, I gave up very quickly. <laughs> when you started putting brush, I would like to, to wall. put all the blame on all the things. When you put brush to wall, you very quickly, very quickly, David, you are right. I am wrong. I did say those words. <laughs> you are right, and I am wrong, and you are better at this, and I am a loser. No, you're not a loser, but. Um, Sometimes. I was the loser of the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but nonetheless, you shouldn't. Um, we should work better as a team sometimes. Except for when we have to argue. No, we have been better doing. We have been we doing have that been. better. We have uh, We learn to let go. And some of us, uh, one of us usually wants to fight over. No, do this thing my way. Yeah, and we've both quickly yeah. let it go, and then the other one's like, oh, yeah, you're right, okay. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not. But, but we have both been doing that a lot, and yeah. I'm glad and grateful. Thank you. Yeah, but before we would, um, before we would definitely, uh, when I say before, maybe like. Two months ago. <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that anyways. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> No, my, my favorite thing was, how are you doing on this 78th day of May? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where okay, so um, I'm going to have some friends stop by, okay. and we're going to have a bit of a guy talk. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to go work. I'm going to go put in physical labor yeah. while you're sitting down here talking to your friends. Yeah, that sounds, like, sounds about right. Hey, friends. Uh, we're back here, uh, hanging out. Um, I know I said guys and I, I wanted to introduce my two friends here. Um, 
I haven't got to talk to these guys for a while, so I was like, hey, yeah, come on the show. Let's have a good quality uh, evening conversation, have a couple uh, beverages here, um, and then just chat uh, just chat and, and catch up. So that we don't really have a, a, a planned show per se, but we do want to um, just like fill you in or pull you in on our conversation. So I have my uh, very good friend here, uh, Jesse with at typical DMB and uh, Marcus uh, at concert vids 34. Um, Jesse, how you been, bud? Uh, been busy trying to stay busy. The usual, nothing too crazy. Quarantine. How, how's quarantine life? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get it's, it. <laughs> It's it's going, I suppose. I've been able to reach back into society this last, what, like five days, Marcus? They just kind of like reopened Connecticut. Right. And we're not even like open. Like we have to wear masks at work and our doors are locked and it's, it's wild. <laughs> so Marcus, how have you been, bud? I have been well and I have been blessed to... to to be where I am, despite what is going on in this world. Um, I definitely miss concerts. I definitely miss family gatherings. I'm always the first person to, to go visit family when I can. And some of that's changed, and some of that is starting to come back the way it is. And just trying to get through this thing. Yeah. I get it for sure. It's a, it's been a hiccup, um, in life, but yeah, I believe we're all going to get through it and, and hopefully we'll be better for it. And yeah, I definitely, there's moments where I feel blessed. Uh, I'm grateful where I am and all the things that, um, you know, the, yeah. Anyways, nonetheless, I don't want to get into that. And, and anyways, uh, Marcus, your content has been killing it. I, I love watching the vids. You're always, um, you're always cool insights. I don't know that I agree all the time, but that's okay. I'm allowed to disagree too. Um, and uh, you made me remember how much I love John Mayer. I, I, I was watching a video the other day and uh, you were you were doing something with uh, with John Mayer and I was like, you know what? I forgot I love this guy. <laughs> so and that's what I love about your your feed. Uh, um, Marcus is you're constantly reminding me that there's other music out there besides DMB. Yeah, I'm very passionate with the music I follow outside of the Dave Matthews band and John Mayer is a good example. There was a Mayor Madness tournament. Yeah. A, a NASCAR writer. His name is actually Matt Mayer. He was doing, and I was recording videos for it during quarantine, the past of time where some of it was satire. Some of it was serious. And I was debating which songs should go on to the next round in video. So it was a nice way to uh, have some fun, put in some some nuggets of, of depth into why these songs are awesome, why John Mayer is amazing, and really give some content outside of the DMB world. So it was a fun yeah. time. Yeah, he's a real he's the real McCoy. Like that guy can sing and play, and uh, really his he has a unique guitar style that is his, you know. And you don't see that from uh, young players as as much as you know. You see guys just regurgitating other people, and and he's really has his own blues style. When you when he starts playing, you know it's John Mayer playing, and I like that part. He kind of 
he kind of reminds me a little bit of like what Jack White kind of does, where John Mayer just kind of goes into his studio and he's like, hey guys, I'm just going to do this and <laughs> yeah. we're just going to do it. Yeah. And John Mayer, he, he's a really interesting guitar player too, because I feel like sometimes with John, his riffs are really, really, really like on point. They're very original. And sometimes I hear them and I was like, why did this make it on the album? Yeah. But then you start listening to it more and more and you're like, okay, I start understanding his thought process on mm. why this song came to be. Mm. And he, I feel like, so after listening to that, I feel like he's the original American Idol. Like, cause he came out what in the nineties and nobody knew who he was. And he was like kind of pushed in the, and I, of course, friends, I don't know anything about what I'm talking about, but he was kind of pushed in the mainstream and everybody fell in love with the guy. And he was not only cause he was a beautiful man, but he was also singing to all the, the teenagers and we're all like, this guy's amazing. You know? So like, I don't know, maybe I'm all wrong there. <laughs> well, he is. His skills, his legacy will be his uh, ability to be so eclectic. Okay. Yeah. He made your body as a wonderland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that same era where people make fun of that song, he has a song called Neon. Which yeah. is oh, that's my favorite hardest, John Mayer song. Yeah. Hardest acoustic Neon. songs that, that you can tackle. Yeah. And at the same time, he's done a song with Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Then he's yeah. played with the Roots. He's been on Chappelle's show. Yeah, he has a generation of players: Sean Mendez and Philip Phillips, and he's he's had Alessia Cara that sat in during Gravity with his dive bar show. He literally touches every edge of the music industry with his music, and he can fit into different pockets of music, unlike anyone in this modern era. Yeah, agreed. agreed. It looks like too, because I was. While we were talking about it, I was, when did John Mayer hit the scene? So I had to look it up. So his oh, first yeah. album was in 2001, which okay. was the Room Full of Square, Room for Squares, which had Neon and all of those yeah, hits yeah. on it. And just thinking of like 2001 era, how hard it must have been for John Mayer to like bust out of that. Because you've got a lot of 2000 artists that are still just pumping right now today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jesse, what are you drinking? What are you drinking, bud? I am drinking uh, the best polar seltzer. Okay. Because <laughs> I gotta go to bed later. So <laughs> uh, I get it. And that's it was... a that's a glorious beard you have too, uh, friends. I, I I really wish you could see this right now because it's it's, a bit uh, of, it's very it's dark. Along. <laughs> it's dark and it's like real thick i remember when marcus and i when we met at like mohegan i kind of had a beard but i, I just kind of said you know screw it <laughs> and just been locked inside i don't really have to do anything so it's not like anyone's gonna see me <laughs> that's the the best part about podcasting the best part about podcasting for sure i was gonna do like a huge you know like dmv beard but that kind of got curves down too <laughs> so uh, so about the the dmv com, com, uh content here uh how like what are you guys' thoughts about how everything transpired because i know there was a lot of people upset like they didn't say anything but then they did something I, they when they did i feel in, like they made it right so um i'll let you in what in what manners are we speaking are we speaking of like the dmv 
drive-ins? Are we speaking like the tour? Or uh, like yeah, Warner? how like you know it was. I guess I wanted to start kind of back in January where there was this uh, insatiable appetite for people just wanting to know when's the tour dates? When's the when's the tour dates coming out? We need tour dates. We need them now. And then when when they did finally come out, everybody just like drank them up and they're like what buying tickets left and right. And then March hit and everybody went oh like the the whole world went and, yeah <laughs> yeah so um for the longest time there through may uh everybody was going okay what you know what what's going on obviously everything's going to be canceled canceled concerts are canceled in general and uh they didn't say anything even when um even when uh what's uh, uh coffin uh blurted out that he wasn't that they weren't doing anything um that every that's the first time everybody found out that oh wait a minute the tour's canceled for the year so I feel like they withheld information for a while but then when they came back and said finally uh, yeah tour's canceled I feel like they made it right by fans so, like you can either get your money back or your tickets yeah. good for next year you know go ahead Marcus yeah and I, I think that there's different stages to this story that you start off with. At first, there was some tone deafness. You you saw that COVID-19 was a real thing. It was reality. And the, the band still allows social media posts for Australia the same week that, that Tom Hanks, I believe it was, and his yeah. wife yep. had caught COVID-19 in Australia, and they're shutting down Australia, and they're still promoting Australia. Yeah. And then that was a bad... That just was a swing and a miss. They should have taken those from automatically posting mm -hmm. and then you kept going on later into this this March and April and they're still promoting the tour, yeah. they're still hyping it up where silence would have been not promoting anything would have been the better call but they still were promoting summertime and all, are you excited what's your favorite DMB song but there was no answer to the tour and then you got to Jeff and it wasn't Fully his fault. I think he was just having a conversation. Yes. And he, he said that yeah. you know yeah. the tour was at least delayed to I believe it was August. Uh -huh. And that was the girl slip up. But then the redemption was once they decided to to say this tour is postponed till 2021. The frustration and everything it was built up, but at least they gave us that option again where mm -hmm. keep they relieved the pressure. Yep, the keeping your tickets was an option. I kept my Mohegan tickets. Mm -hmm. And getting a refund if you've gone through hard times, if your job is uncertain, if your family has certain costs that you have to, to, to use ticket money for, you can get a refund. I think at the end, they did turn it around and give the best option. Keep it or get your refund. Were you able to get a refund through Warehouse? Yes. You are? Yeah. And I think it's up here in a couple more days, friends, based, uh, based off of the time we're recording this right now. Um, but, yeah, I still think you have a uh, to opt in for the refund. I did not. Uh, me, personally, I, I, I just kept my tickets for next year. Um, but, yeah. I thought about – I talked to my older sister, and we discussed possibly, you know, getting rid of the tickets. Um, we're doing both my to Mohegan, myself, night one, and then – by siblings night two and we were discussing it and we were like wait every single year and i'm pretty sure this is every dave fan 
every single year for the past, I don't know, like three, four, five years, Ticketmaster has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Warehouse has been a nightmare. I would rather keep these tickets in 2021 come around. I can sit back, crack my knuckles and be like, I'm done. I got my ticket. I'm good. No stress. Agreed. And it's already paid for. It's already paid for. I don't have yeah. to worry about dishing out. The money was already gone. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, it's been gone for months. <laughs> Yeah, but there's uh, there's definitely the fact that yeah, I mean, people were financially hit during oh, this yeah, cri- my, during this crisis or uh, pandemic. In my business, we're getting calls left and right over just how can we help them stay with their bills and not fall behind on their insurance, and it's it's very difficult. Totally understandable, you know. Yeah. I think they made a smart move. The band made every step, and I remember too because I have um. I have like Halsey tickets for I have fourth row Halsey tickets for in New Jersey and my buddy who used to work for Live Nation he kept like giving me these little whispers he's like just so you know like 2020 is going to be the entire year of 2021 like Hmm. they're just going to take the calendar and whoop yeah and I was like can they really do that and he goes oh yeah like it's it's happening don't even be surprised when it happens Mm mm-hmm so, but is there a level of DMB fans not being patient or not being able to be satisfied? I think that's the point of the drive-ins. Okay. I think that's literally the band's whole like feeling behind the drive-ins is like we got to give them something to ease the pain. Yeah, but they're all repeat shows. They're not <laughs> Hartford, man. Hartford. <laughs> And in this time of, of difficult life outside of music, I've tried to, and I've been trying to do this for a couple of months in general, I've tried to be more optimistic about yeah. what the band releases. Mm-hmm. And I think that I cannot deny that Deer Creek and Hartford in Des Moines, Iowa, in, in the, the uh, 06 show in Illinois, um, Missouri, Maryland, High Missouri, they were great shows. Mm-hmm. But I think that the latest show, oh. it's not the fact that it's, it, it's hey, they, 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 they could, you know, it is a free service, but it's the fact that it's been an ingenuine release of content where you have listener support, which is on mm-hmm. YouTube. People have VHSs, people have yep. DVDs of this content. And you say, hey, this thing that's free on YouTube we're going to show it online uh-huh. for our Wednesday drive and in, in here and donate to this cause. And to me, the biggest thing is every other artist that is who opts into this fundraising and getting people together, they are going deep into the vault and releasing Leroy Moore with fish or oh, yeah. Pearl Jam is doing all sorts of things. You donate to this cause and you get a chance to write a set list. And the Dave Matthews band is showing up with homework that they took from someone five minutes before class. And and here, 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 teacher, here's what I have. Be grateful I did the assignment. So I I understand that some people are going to still love it, and I'm not trying to bash them. I'm just saying it's very inauthentic to put up something that has already been, is already free on YouTube and saying, this is our sacrifice. I get 
I guess I want to play devil's wow. advocate there, um, because if you're if you're like so, f- fans are no matter what they give them, no matter if uh, people are just like we love it, we love it. They're you know it's amazing, it's the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So when you're turning in, um, you know, a bad paper every every week, and the teachers just go ooing and on all over it. Uh, this this you know this week I'm just gonna half ass it and you know b- do like two sentences and and bad grammar. And the teacher looks at it, it's like this is amazing work. Thank you. This is the best ever. You know, this is the best yet. Like why why put in the effort? You know, <laughs> it's like. It's like when I was co- when I was in college, I wrote a really good paper in high school, and I still had it on my computer. And I was like, "Oh, this would be great for my English class." And I changed it up a little bit, and I got an A still. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> it's and like, it's a the the problem I have with it is it is a great show. That that show, if you literally on paper, even on paper, it's just it's a beautiful, beautiful show. But. I was really excited when they first started doing these drive-ins, especially to see Hartford, because I feel like Hartford has really dipped in the bands. You know, they used to do three nights there, and then it ended up being two nights, and now it's one night, and now it's gone. It's just gone. Hartford, you know, it it hurts a lot of people, and just to see them be like, we still kind of like you, Hartford. This was a great show. (laughs) And then them doing the 06 show, which I had my own... I already knew that was just going to blow up the Dave world when they announced it. And now just going into this and I think I posted it. It was either, I don't know if it was on Marcus's or I know I did. They even were promoting it kind of weirdly as well. Like with the phone kind of up to the camera of their computer screen. I pointed that out to someone and they were like, Oh, complaint jar over there. I'm like, nah, it's not a complaint. Like I literally (laughs) found the nug video Spent yeah. five minutes, screen recorded it, and posted it in 4K. Like I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's the band, I don't know if it's management, I don't really know who's controlling this right now, but it just seems to be slipping in quality. But it doesn't have to when everybody is loving everything. So what I mean, like, does it have to be the best when? You have I so think, many fans when you have so many people just drinking the Kool-Aid, which I, I am too. To, I'm, I'm right there with them. You know, I don't think it has to be the best, but I think there should show a level of like an amateur just did this five times better than me. Yeah. And I, I think that there is no matter what they do, they're not going to lose thousands of fans <clears> overnight <throat> by, by, by just doing the bare minimum, in my opinion. Yes. No, never. So yeah. there is no downside. And I, I almost feel like management or whoever is control of the content is laughing at the fact <laughs> that even when they do something like listener supported, there's still people defending the band and telling other people, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. I mean, and, they, got, they, got a, they got a point. Like, if you really don't, like, if you don't watch it, then, like, you'll live without it for another week. I, I, yeah. I agree a little bit with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a valid point. It is definitely a valid point. And there's definitely times where I have not watched the drive-in show. I'm going to admit that I'm not the best fan sometimes because I'm doing some uh, something other thing. You know, you know how many I've watched? 
Zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I tuned in for? You never know. And then I dipped. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I don't know. Something to me is like a Dave show is I need to be there. I just can't yeah. get excited about seeing a pre-recorded show. I just can't. Yeah. What say you, Marcus? Yeah. Um, I've, I've tuned in the last couple ones. I found I've been busy with other things. But I did tune into the 06 show, Maryland Heights, Missouri. And then I did watch some of the Deer Creek show. Um, but one thing that I think that as much as I have this frustration over the drive-ins selections, I think that as a community, we have to be appreciative of Copper Pot. We have to be oh, appreciative yeah. of the DMB Almanac, which is doing things on their, on their page. Correct. That even with the band's appeal to just give give the, the, the mainstream pick or or the, the not so deep dive pick. We have Copper Pot on YouTube having his own watch party weeks ago. Yeah. And he's remastering certain shows. He's adding new shows. And as a diehard DMB fan, I can't really say I don't have other options. Do you do you think that DMB is kind of throwing these old shows in to bring in more viewers on the new shows? They could be like, here's an old show from 2006. You guys like this one. Here's one from 2019. So do you think the pattern now is going to be like old show, new show, old show, new show? Uh, I guess my thing with the Dave Matthews man, and I love them to death. I've been a fan for a long time, but I also understand they are a money-making machine and uh, management has learned how to make money, make money. Off, off this thing. <laughs> so uh, I can't help but to think that, and I don't mean it bad because I, like, I give them my money. I like, I'm <laughs> happily, you know, I bought a fire dancer face mask. Yes, I did it, you know, and I blindly do this thing. So I don't want to be the guy that's talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I also understand that they're, uh, whatever the moves that management makes is about making money. I think it's a mix of both. Okay. Some of it is about money. You think of the Hollywood Bowl vinyl, which was over $120, $130 at certain stores. So you have some of that, and they limited the CD release to make the CD special. But if you think about it, if it was all about money, they're partnered with Nugs. They could have done the whole tour last year where you get yeah. 48 hours with every show video stream, and you charge people 20 bucks. Or 15 bucks. I mean, this goes on with smaller time bands. So some of it's about money. The other part is the band itself is sensitive about which content stays for streaming, stays for listening. And you see, even with the live tracks, they've muted out Boyd at times. They've modified yeah. the sound for better and for worse. Fenway, they messed up that, that whatever that soundboard is, they messed it up. But then you listen to a live track 31, or live tracks forty two, and they the the sound is perfect. Are you so talking? Some, are you talking Fenway with like the Sweet Caroline and the American Baby intro? Yes, they piped in crowd noise for that show. Really? Yes, there it's it's a known fact that they piped in crowd noise for that show that was artificial, and if you like they that soundboard was messed up. 
I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that because, like, I've listened to a couple tracks off that, and it, it's always sounded like halfway decent. But I never knew that they hmm. pumped it. That's yeah. wild. I, yeah, I'm a bad DMB fan because I don't one. I don't know that I can tell you what live tracks are what. You know, like I I lost track. Uh, whatever the Cincinnati one was in 2000, the 2001 Cincinnati live tracks. Um, I think I that's see the cover. Yeah. That's the last one I think I purchased. And, um, it was, uh, after that I was like, if I'm not going to buy them all, then I don't know that I want to buy any more. So I feel like I'm waiting yeah. for the, the 50 disc set, whatever the You're set waiting for, uh, <laughs> You're waiting for SPAC 4th of July? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be one of them. I hope so, man. But, like, I never knew um, that they pumped that into that. But what were you uh, – sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. That was just, it just blew me away. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely – Dave is very sensitive himself. I mean, you think of the songs that don't make the cut. Fans love the Lily White sessions, and they, they did it allow that to come to fruition. Fans love the Baskin sessions and they never released it. And those weren't released in the right. I don't, I think whoever leaked it was wrong, but ended up being our favorite content, even a dream. So real. I love that song and it never was released live. So the band itself, and this is their content. We all have our own insecurities, but the band itself has, has stepped away from releasing the SPAC show that Jesse is is an advocate for it. Goes, goes and lobbies in DC for it. It's a great show, and he lobbies for that show, and it's not released yet. And I I lobby for certain songs to be on albums that I've heard the Batson sessions seventy five percent done. I say I would love that on album, but the band has decided we just don't feel comfortable. Our emotions are different. We've grown from this content, and we just don't feel like we need to release it or play it. Okay, so is it a little bit um, about uh, things that you cannot have? So your your uh, mom tells you you can't have this popsicle. This popsicle is like you're not allowed touching this. This is off limits. Like that's the one thing that you want. And then once you go take that popsicle, like that thing is delicious. It's amazing because you're not allowed to have it in the first place. So is there a part of the Bastion sessions and the Lily White sessions, the fact that it it is unreleased content and it is content that you weren't supposed to listen to. Is that what makes it so good? Uh, I think what makes it worse is that not to kind of go with like the Bastion Sessions and a Dream So Real. What what makes it hard is that they're willing to play the songs live and they've done it before. So like the whole like, you know, the Bastion Sessions and the Lily Life Sessions, like the songs were leaks and the bands were like, well, we can still play them. And they did. Uh-huh. And now like to kind of go with that whole like you can't, you know, touch it sort of thing. I got my first wish. My Live tracks was Camden, like Live Tracks 45, the 2013 show. I was there. I was on the lawn. I will never, ever forget. That is my number one show of all time. And mm-hmm. I got it, like, on a live tracks. And it was it was the best feeling ever. And now, like, I'm an advocate for this back 2015. And just because, or 16, I don't really remember. And, like, the only reason I do it is because I know a lot of people's shows are, like, this needs to be a live tracks. This is my favorite show. 
if you look and Marcus is a really statistical guy, he loves this yeah. kind of stuff. Let's break down SPAC that year. It was 4th of July. They played a Grateful Dead cover when the Dead and Company was touring in Chicago or whatever, and that's why they couldn't play there, and they played SPAC 4th of July. The poster, which I posted the other day, if they re-release that, oh my god, fans would just go ballistic. Like It's one of those shows I feel that people will really, really love, and it's also a DMB2 set, which we don't have a lot of. Yeah, yeah. I now that would be a cool content. We don't have. I think we have like one. Yeah. A cool drive-in show. Go ahead, Marcus. You're chomping at the bit. <laughs> oh, I know. He's, yeah. he's like, ooh. I, I'm gonna go down party lines again, and I think that some of the content it's good regardless. When you listen to the Big Eye Fish from Lily White, when you listen to Grace, when you listen to the slower tempos, the more raw DMB. Some of it is the best DMB is raw DMB. So the before they overproduced it and made it more commercially, um, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you love slow DMB, it, man. <laughs> it, it, some of that content is better in the Lily White sessions, no matter what. I don't care what you say. Listen to the Seek Ups and the Grace Views from 2000, 2000. Oh, yeah. But some of it is the bathroom sessions and some of the other unreleased music that they don't play as much. If we got 40 plays of it, or 20 plays, or even 15 plays, we may get sick of it. But I think that yeah. some of it is, some of the music, and I always advocate for this, some of the songs have gotten too fast and too loud. Yeah. Some of it is actually better in that Lily White form. Other songs, uh-huh. if we got it more, I think that I would get sick of it, but I want it because I can't have it as much. Here's a, here's a curveball. Imagine if Plastic Girl or be yourself was in one of those sessions. Dead serious. Dead serious. Imagine if Plastic Girl was in the Lily White sessions, maybe debuted once and never came back. Do you think people would still be like, this is a great song? I don't know that people say Plastic Girl is a great song. He's <laughs> shaking his head over here like, like, what the hell are you talking about? It's not a great song. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think that is... Those would definitely be, but there, but you know what? It, it makes a good point. I think that some of it, some of if, if a couple songs were snuck into the Lily White sessions, and it, it it was in that era, we could our mind may perceive it as better. Because exactly. It all it's like if you were with Michael Jordan on the '96 or '97 Bulls, but you were the last guy on the bench, we may still think you as part of that team, but you're not as good by yourself. But so I think that it, may, it is a good point that some of the nostalgia and the thirst is because it was where we were, how we were. We were younger, yeah. we were freer, and this music came out. Now we're older, life is more real, we got to work more, we got more stress, and then this music comes out and it doesn't hit as much. Yeah. And I think that's that's been a problem, too, with even these last two albums and fans. It's not connecting on that level that they were used to back in that era of okay you know, 2000s and yeah yeah, yeah you're did. right under the table and dreaming hit me in a place where i've never heard this thing before i was young impressionable yeah. and i i got this album and i was like wow you know yeah and that's that's how i felt about um busted stuff that album just the experimental on it with the 12 string coming from the Lily White sessions and just how 
you know, they took they they clearly saw the Lily White sessions, whatever happened there, and was like, okay, some of these songs really need to evolve into busted stuff, and they really worked on them harder and harder. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like sometimes when, and I don't know if anybody else has the feeling like they come out with an album, it's it's really just the the shift of music and dynamics in that band has just completely changed from the writing era. And I think it's okay though. It's okay right, yeah, that it's the, totally they, okay that they grow and evolve. So it, but it doesn't mean that everything new is crap because that's what you hear no. a lot of people say. Oh, I just away from the world is just you, horrible. You know, if you really step back, because it's actually I'm good. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, dead true facts. If you step back and you listen to be yourself musically, not lyrically, musically, it is a very well written piece. It is a nice blend between like a shake me and I've never really nailed the other song, but it, it musically speaking, it's fun to play on guitar because I've learned it and I will never hide that. <laughs> Just the, I think like Dave has been struggling with lyrics because he's always been very story driven. It doesn't feel that way anymore. So maybe like musically it's still there, but lyrically it's starting to kind of, Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think that my frustration has been the best content from Big Whiskey, the best content from Away from the World, and the best content from Come Tomorrow isn't played as much in this modern era. I, I love Lying in the Hands of God. I love Dive In. Yeah. Thank you. And Dive In isn't played. Lying in the Hands of God has come back. Good, good for that. Good, yeah. thank you. Yes. Away from the world. Let's go to that. Broken things. Yeah. And the it's, riff and drunken soldier are the best written and, and yeah. comprehensive pieces of music, and they're not played. And then we go to come tomorrow. For me personally, Virginia in the rain. Yeah, so cool. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a good song. And you know, hearing that in Hartford in in 2015 for the it debuted it in Hartford. Out, yeah, it debuted in Hartford. That was special, but they don't play it. Black and Bluebird, even though people don't like that, I love the writing in Black and Bluebird. It's not played. I don't like the writing in Come Tomorrow, the self-titled track. I think it's a great idea, poorly written. I don't like Do You Remember as far as how it's written. Dave's emotions are with a friend who passed. I don't like how it's written. I don't like That Girl Is You. I don't hate it, but I, I could go without That Girl Is You. So to me, it's the song choices live. The best live songs and the best written and musical pieces combined are not played by the band live. Yeah, like I would, I would, I would have to say Virginia in the Rain is definitely up there. Dive in is definitely up there. Uh, Gaucho needs to come back very strong. That okay. song, the the poor man's warehouse. <laughs> but okay, okay. I I actually actually Marcus said that one time to me. I forget where we. I don't know if we were on Facebook or if it was like or <laughs> Twitter or if it was like at at Mohican. But he a hundred percent said that to me. <laughs> Probably did. Yeah, I got sick of it after twenty. Dude, no, I. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was in the pit one year and we were. I I met a very good friend of mine. It was during that tour. And we would be like, hey, man, I got to use the bathroom. He's like, don't worry, I got your spot. And we were like <laughs> yelling it the whole show in the crowd, like, Gaucho! And I swear, on the, um, because it's, Gaucho is part of that, like, collection, isn't it? Where they're, 
they played it at Hartford. It's like a bonus track, I think, right? Yeah, that was my first show, 525-12. I swear you can hear us yell it in there. Away from the world. Yeah. Like, that's a honestly, honestly, I think I think a lot of Grux is just phenomenal and people have gotten sick of it. And mm-hmm. so I, I guess one more thing on the, the drive in the concerts that I want to kind of bring up, because it's the one thing that struck me personally as as they go on, as the longer these things go on. Is the is the 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 listener or the people viewing these as we slowly go back into whatever normal life is? Is is like people gonna stop watching these on Wednesday nights, or like your life is going to change coming up? So what I I don't know that I see myself in August like this being an option, you know? That's why I think they're throwing in those older shows. And I think that that's what is critical. Now, I to be fair, because I don't want to just be all negative on my page. I've tried to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I donated um, to some of the causes. And so I, even though I didn't agree with the, 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 the listener supported, I want to make a difference. But mm-hmm. I think that what will bring more people to view this is if they really give something that's unreleased or that's from the deep era. With this show this week, with future shows, if it's recycled stuff from DMB Radio or 18 or 19, you're going to lose that viewership. And the people who are trying to get donations, those, I don't know the, the numbers, but the donations are going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree. I would definitely. There's, there's no even question kind of in that. And that's why I think that I, what Pearl Jam is doing, if you guys don't know this, Pearl Jam, you can buy raffle tickets. And someone will win a chance to be on stage for a song, go backstage, and write a set list within reason Ooh. for Pearl Jam. And you, you don't think they're generating hundreds of thousands oh, of yeah. dollars from fans? Oh, yeah, for sure. And again, same thing with but, and other people. They're sacrificing to get dude. the numbers up. You're getting to spend days with Tom Brady, I think, one of the uh, all in, this all-in challenge or all-in thing. You can spend time with Tom Brady before a preseason game. Everyone else is finding ways to get lots of people to donate. Mm-hmm. But DMB is going to see a dive in their viewership, a dive in their donations. These are all yeah. great charities because people are going to be, like you said, by August, I'm going to the beach. I'm chilling here. I'm not going to watch and donate. Because yeah. they're just going to give us the status quo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely in my life, I, specifically, it's like I feel like it's going to change. Like now, on a Wednesday night, it's it's a viable option. It's not necessarily my first option but it's uh, an option for me to participate in this event this thing that that's going on but i don't know that in september that it's still an option you know, it would or, be nice if we got the files for the soundboard like they um like it was like hey we gave you guys this video clearly people have ripped it because i have hartford um if they just gave us the files and just been like, here's from the direct soundboard. And then it would also be nice too, 
to do the set list thing, but I'm not going to lie to you. If I, if I got chosen for the set list, that would be a crazy 23 songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm talking like we're opening with shotgun. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm putting, I'm putting dream girl in mind. I know everybody Dude, hates that song, but Camden, <laughs> Camden opened with dream girl in 2013. It's the only time I heard it and I've never been happier. <laughs> I don't know why any everybody hates that song. I like it. I it's think a, it's I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And I had a I had an idea that uh, I voted to to the DMB uh, Facebook uh, Twitter page, not Facebook. But I said I would pay. This is just me, and I hope I'm not ruining it for everyone. I would pay forty dollars towards a charity. Even let DMB take ten percent of that for their own car mm-hmm. to let me pick shows between just let's just say 2015 and 2020 mm-hmm. they want to save their classic era and everything for live tracks let me pick a show or two where i can buy that show's video or audio yeah that'd be forty dollars cool. it's that's, oh, that's wow. a yeah. considerable amount but i'm giving it to charity and let me pick a show that i that i maybe means the most to me or jesse picks this back for the july show um that if you give me, if we can pay forty dollars this week for one show, and then next week here's a super rare show. So oh yeah, that they're sacrificing something and it's going to the right place. Because my heart, as someone who still has a job right now, is mm. to give to others, to support local businesses like I have, mm. to do what I can to be there to clean up for people who need clean up, who need someone to watch their dog. I want to mm. do that difference. I'll throw forty bucks at, at any show from 2015 to 2020. That's reasonable. <laughs> I would honestly, man, I, I would throw way more than $40. Like I would, I would, I would pay a lot. There's, there's a lot of shows on my list that I would love to just have. Okay. And but I know, they, and I, not, I mean, just to, to go back, but like, it doesn't, isn't every show available? Like if you go to cover pots feed, you know, like I can go find the John Mayer clip with John Mayer uh, playing on with DMB um, on, on the Copper Pot feed. So why, why? I love, I love Copper Pot. I do, um, but Copper Pot. No offense to him or anybody. It's really selective, mm-hmm. and it's always like it's always like top tier shows of the tour. When I only go to Hartford, so I only see like one or two shows, yeah. and I know. I know Marcus would probably be dying to get his hands on Mohegan from last year just to hear that stone. But just all for you have one to do, song. Yeah, but all you have for to do song. is go to Ants Marching and and and. But it's da- not the same. It's download not, the it's torrent. Not from the soundboard. You know? It's it's not like with with these headphones, these new ones I bought. When I yeah. so the first song I listened to was Brother Sky by Ripe, because um, they're just that's a whole nother ballpark. But hearing Dave through these. And DMB is a really different experience. And even when I listen to the Hartford, which is ripped from YouTube, it doesn't have that dynamic sound to it. Uh, and that's the problem I have with Copper Pot is that yeah. when like when I mean, you listen to a song and it fades from left and right and yeah. like spirals around your head, it just gives you this like crazy kind of effect. And I mm-hmm. know that live shows can do that. But when they're yeah. just ripped like that, it just sounds really flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the sound, that's really what is, and I love the tapers, I support the tapers, I support Copper Pot. 100%. They have given us access that we wouldn't have had anything. DMB is who it is because of tapers. 100%. But what, the reason that, what, what everyone wants at the end of the day, 
is that soundboard. And they th- these things are made on purpose so that the best audio is coming from that soundboard. Mm-hmm. So while the tapers have given me, they've fulfilled so many needs. The reason I'm here is because of Copper Pot. I got hooked on his videos. Yeah. And I went 20-something shows later. I'm, I'm hooked. But getting the soundboard is that holy grail. It's, it's just that you've made it to the finish line. I can hear everyone as the people at the soundboard heard it when they were mixing, when they were listening to the show. So that's what everyone craves, what everyone wants. And it's not a knock on the tapers. It's just that's that's the finish line. It's just the reality is that the quality is just it's unmatched. It's just unmatched. Uh-huh. No, I agree. I I agree 100%. Um, but if, if you're looking for that fix, if you're looking to go find Sometimes, that, yeah. that show, that mystery show, or, or go listen to uh, 27 versions of number 27, <laughs> um, or uh, like you can find them out there. The, that content exist, is out yeah. there. It's not soundboard quality content, but it's there to go find. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If I was, if I really did the digging, I could probably definitely find like the highlights I was looking for. Um, and I'd probably watch them a couple times, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. Probably like a minute, minute and a half in, I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And there is uh, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and let's go back to the real part of this conversation. The real thing that's going on. There is nothing that can replace the live component of this being there at the show, standing in your seat, in the pit, anywhere in the, in the lawn, wherever you are, there is nothing that can replace that. Mm -hmm. They've always been a live band since the day they've hit the scene. They've always, always been a live band. That's not even a question. (laughs) (laughs) Like even, even just thinking about it, like, if I were to compare, you know, Roy live to Roy studio, it's just, that's even night and day. Okay. I don't know that I've ever have done that. Cause I mean, you like, I know, I know I can tell, and I know Marcus can, you could tell the difference between like Roy and Jeff, like right out of the gate, even from like the first, like the first note, like note hit, you could be like, Oh, Roy's not in this version. Like it's a dope. (laughs) Um, but if you just go back and you listen to Roy live versus even just even just before these crowded streets, because I know you love that album. If you listen to Roy live, just focus on him and listen to him studio versus live. It's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't just love. I mean, that's the best album, period. Uh, fine. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> front to back. That's the the best DMB album. Undisputed champion of the world. <laughs> You ask a DMB fan, it's like their favorite albums. Like, do you not know what Before These Crowded Streets is? Or <laughs> it's very rare, actually, to see. Um, I, that's actually weird to think about. It's it's pretty rare to see other people that pick an album bef- besides Before These Crowded Streets. Oh, Generally, okay. it's that or like Crash, or like the two. These are the holy grail of DMB. I don't and then know that I put Crash. I would. In it. I would honestly say third is Grux. I see a lot of people like that. Like a lot of people like Grux. Go ahead, Marcus. It got my best friend feelings. into him, man. I have mixed feelings about Grux King because I think it's a great album. But I think that one of the things that I, that I don't like about the album is they went from an acoustic jam band to a rock band. 
Okay. And I've always preferred the less is more double entendre, M O O R E. Less <laughs> is more. Nice. Because when you have open space, when you have the baselines of <clears throat> Safan that were higher up, to me, everything pre Big Whiskey was perfect. Even even stand up in every day. I love Most stand up, man. And, and so right. And and by you without words is the best is awesome. I don't like the I don't like the lyrics, but I, I think that once they went to Big Whiskey, yeah, it became a rock band. And I love alternative rock. I love hard rock. I love new metal. I was a huge Lincoln Park fan before I ever oh, became a Dave fan. Mm-hmm. But I just think that Big Whiskey is a it's a good album. Did but you? I, everything before it um, just was better because they were acoustic jam. When you got into DMB, was it after that album was released? Like, did you kind of go back and listen to everything? Or were you like, were you listening to them when that album came out? So before that, they came out, like 05, 06, that's when I was listening to the hit Satellite. Yes, okay. Martin. But I never de- dove deep into this. Like, I only knew six or seven songs max. So you were like scratching the surface sort of yes. thing. Okay. When I got to 2010 to 2012, I started okay. listening to everything. Gotcha. Thanks to one of my friends from college, I l- truly listened to the band. And I loved ten- I loved the rock thing at first, but as mm-hmm. I got 2012, 13, 14, I was like, you know what? This band was better when they weren't a traffic jam of big band noise, yeah. and they had a simple acoustic guitar, bass, yeah. keys, yeah. Turned up so the keys were on par with the bass mm-hmm. and the guitar. Yeah. And there wasn't, and Tim in 98 was tur- wasn't as high up in no, playing over on. Dave. He was just kind of complimenting Dave. Yeah. And, and, I remember, yeah. I remember going to shows and people being like, hey, Tim's here. Like, that was a big thing. Like, Tim Tim Reynolds is at a show. That's super cool. He go play for the whole set. And then, like, later on, it's like, oh, Tim's here? <laughs> Yeah, there in like 08, 09, uh, 2010, he was turned up so loud. He had, like, I remember them in 2012, 2013. I, I went back to a show and I just remembered, wow, they turned Tim down finally. Like they figured it out there was that? that Tim was just so was loud. Because he was so loud. And was he's still my... loud. Yeah, that was 2013. So that was the year where I did my 13 shows. Okay. So that was, I got to see a whole lot of DMV that year. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty, I'm trying to, it was uh, like, it was a lot of grux and it was a lot of away from the world. Okay. It's just, it's just taking me back now because I'm like, how many shows have I goddamn seen? So, um, guys, uh, real quick before we we get out of here, uh, like I could sit and chat DMB with you guys all night. You guys are uh, awesome. I love it. I, I love the conversations always. Uh, IRL, what's uh, what's real life going on for you guys right now? Um, how how are things with the account? How are things in life? How are how, how are things in general for you guys? Go ahead, Marcus. For me, I'm again. I just feel blessed. Um, my job was, is just been moved to home. Um, and I'm blessed to just have a job. Mm. Yeah. I know, you know that feeling. I, I yeah. 
have started to realize I love music, but I need to, I, I'm a saver by default, but I want to save for rainy days now. So as I know I'm going to be going to a lot of concerts next year, but this year, when that next recession hits, when that next thing hits in my life, and I, it's five, ten years from now, I'm really starting to think about what if my industry is hit? What if I'm the person without a job? Yeah. Um, the other thing is I am really just trying to connect with friends through Zoom, calling my family more. And I, I visit my, I'm an in-person guy, yeah. but I'm learning to just call them on the phone, check in. I'm looking after friends. Um, personally, my faith as, as uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm diving deeper into my faith um, in this time because it's really made me realize what's so important. And yeah. on top of that, I'm checking out some, I'm really trying to dive into some different music that I know, but I'm, but I want to get more into. So for me, that's been Pearl Jam. I've been listening to a lot of Pearl Jam. Um, and I, and I love Temple of Doug. I love, uh, Soundgarden. I love audio for Chris Cornell in general, but I'm starting to learn Pearl Jam and just listen through these albums. Okay. And I'm a couple other, other artists and things like that here and there. I'm trying to listen to different music. And, and read different things and find different perspectives mm-hmm. in this time where we have a lot of time to ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mine's uh, Bare Naked Ladies. I cannot ah, stop choice. listening to Bare Naked Ladies right now for whatever reason. That And they've always been high on my list, but I like going through their whole catalog and listen up like mm-hmm. this phenomenal. That's a phenomenal band, you know, and I don't know why now is my the Bare Naked Ladies version of my life. But like that's just, uh, you know. I found these guys during quarantine and not that I found them cause I've always been a fan, but I've never been a hardcore fan, like almost that DMV level type fan. And, uh, I find myself digging more into that band because of it. So I, I, I can relate on that end. So, um, how about you, Jesse? How's, how's real life been for you? Uh, real life has been interesting. <laughs> uh, the whole the whole COVID thing, man, it's just it did a lot and it mm-hmm. happened really fast. It it ruined my Thailand trip. We had to yeah. reschedule, cut that short. Um, you know, I I pretty much I don't know when Marcus, um, we're both in Connecticut, I don't know when he got put into his like stay at home order, but I was at home since March fourteenth. Oh wow. So I was like I was like three weeks ahead of my coworkers. Um because I'm a type one diabetic. So I've just been here and just slowly returning to work. And really, you know, it, it, it took me back and it was a lot of reflecting and a lot of like, it, it came down to, you know, what is, what does Jesse want to do with his life? What is, who do I want to help? What do I want to do? And I work in the insurance business. Um, and you know, I, I talk to people all day long and just, it, I, I hear these people's pain and it, it hurts me inside. And like, I, I feel bad of like, I can't do anything cause I'm not this mega corporation. I'm just the one guy behind the yeah. desk trying to walk you off the ledge almost. <laughs> and it, it hurts and it's, you know, it's just, yeah, it's no, one it's... of those things. It's hard to put into words almost of like what has happened, but 
kind of rewind, at least on some good sides. I got engaged, which is great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Congratulations. We're looking. Thank you very much. Uh, we're looking at a couple venues. My dog's turning four on Saturday. Um, <laughs> got a complaint from day. my neighbors, yeah. you know, the usual <laughs> stuff. Um, but like it, it allows me to sit back and really be like it, always to move on and just to always look towards I guess really to come tomorrow in a sense. Yeah. Um, but no, like, and it, it's helped me discover music a little more. Um, somebody introduced me to ripe like a couple months ago and yeah. I really dove into them and they're just number one on my radar. Like they come around, it's, it's game over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've listened to them. If if you like DMB, I highly recommend. Yeah, them. I've dipped in a couple few times, and yeah, I see that. I see that a lot on social media. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of correlation. The more, there. yeah. So the more you listen. So my fiance, I will say this till the day I die, and everybody kills me for it. She's not a DMB fan. Uh-huh. She just isn't. And that's um, okay. Not. I'm not gonna force her to. It's not my thing. Um, and she'll listen to a ripe song, and she's like, "It sounds like DMB," and I'm like. No, no, it really doesn't, but because <laughs> I mean, you've listened to a bare naked lady song, you might be like, sounds like a DMB song because no. I could probably find one that it sounds like. Um, <laughs> How about but, um, I know your account took a hiatus for there for yeah, you just took a little break from social media, which is yeah, I, I suggest everybody does. It was, um, and I mean, I'm still not coming back full-time i'm not uh reopening the account to let people in i had some privacy issues um i had some people not logging off and some things you know nothing nothing bad like no secrets or anything it's just i can't have that in Mm -hmm. 2020 yeah um it's just it's not safe for me it's not safe for my fiance it's not safe for my family so i just decided to drop it Um, and really taking a hiatus was really, it, it allowed me to, to love DMB again, to be honest with you, just because like running an an account, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like huge, but I I would say it was decently sized at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, running it by yourself is just, it's a nightmare and like, (laughs) yeah, it's an absolute nightmare and like it doesn't surprise me when celebrities like don't answer people or like things it's just it's an absolute nightmare and my thing was i've always wanted to like talk to people and just you know if you if you've ever seen me tussle with somebody online i'm always like i thought we were just having a discussion like i i didn't think we were fighting and it always ended up with somebody like fighting with me and I'm very, very non-confrontational. Like, I, I get sick to my stomach. The only person I fight with is my dad. And then 20 minutes later, I'm crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it really just allowed me to sit back and just love other music and rediscover my love for DMB. And then I'm not going to lie. I'm really happy I'm not seeing them this year because 2021, that oh, yeah, opening show at be- Hartford, Marcus, <laughs> I sw- they're in Mohegan. I swear to God. <laughs> if, if, I swear to God. That is 10 years. They have not opened in Connecticut for 10 years. Yeah. And then I'll like... Uh, 
Yeah, that show's going to be deal. a pretty good show. I like. I might even drive up to Connecticut and and hang out with you guys. You know, dude, Mohegan's a great place. <laughs> it's it's so much like I love Hartford, but Mohegan for a show is so much fun. Okay, absolutely. You go gambling. You got Krispy Kreme donut. You got your free <laughs> drinks. Like, I know people like partying in the parking lot, but gambling and free drinks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and the meetup there, uh, I know DMB family had a meetup and other people had meetups. The meetup before the show was awesome. And after the show, I went to Krispy Kreme and there was a couple of DMB fans. They're like, Hey, I think I saw your, like, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. There's free parking. Oh yeah. There's, and there's, there's always no, a spot. Always a spot. No trap. When the show's in, I've been to sold out shows there four or five times for different artists. If you leave right away, you can get out. If you stay, there's still places to go. There's, there's still bars and there's still food. Krispy Kreme is 24 hours. Other stuff is 24 hours. Okay. There's so much more to offer than Hartford can offer as far as once you leave, you go to your car and you go home. You hope that there's someone's not trashing the whole parking lot. Yeah, and for real. there's a cleaner feel to Mohegan that that just makes it in some ways better. Although I'll miss Hartford, Mohegan is going to have a lot of different things I look forward to for a summer tour. Okay, I mean, it's also AC'd. Okay, yeah, AC also, in summer is good. Hartford's Hartford's also notorious for the moist tour, okay. where it always rains. Okay. <laughs> like it, it like it, dude, I'm I'm telling you at Hartford, I, I can remember I think it was like every year for like three, four years it just rained. Okay. Like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it was like earlier in the day or later, it, it rained. Hmm. And I think I think DMB also if they it wouldn't surprise me if they start leaning away towards outdoor venues because of what happened. Okay. Like with all I, the weather delays. I, I would say the opposite of that. I, bl- I believe that they would do more outdoor, like all outdoor venues, um, and then maybe take away um, seats altogether and, and keyboard only sell every other seat and not sell all the seats. Who, out, you know, someone who was discussing that they said that it wouldn't surprise them if they took a show and it was spread out between instead of two nights, it was four nights yeah. and they sold the same amount of seats. Yes. It was just every other. Who said that? Uh, Stefan said that. Was it Stefan? Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, he did an interview uh, a couple days ago um, for news. I think that's what, yeah, it was Stefan that said that, that more, more concerts, you know, for four shows where they normally do two with the, the same amount of tickets being sold. So, so but, if it's DMB, you're going to play the same two set list night one and three and the same two set list two and four. Got it. So no. I'll go to the first two shows. Yeah. And that just means everybody's <laughs> going to go. Everybody's going to go to all the shows, you, you know, like then, the and then be like, pissed off because they heard the it, same songs. Yeah. First two nights ago. <laughs> DMB fans, gotta love them. <laughs> hey, but I made it to 50 shows. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I'm for, like this uh, close. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us tonight. I, look, it was such a great conversation. I love every time I get to hang out with you guys. Um, please, friends, go find them uh, at ConcertVids34. Marcus, tell them, tell them hi. Uh, tell them you heard them here uh, at Typical, B, uh, typical DMB. Uh, uh, 
talked to Jesse. He's he's great. He's a good guy. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you guys are the best. So how was Guys Night? Oh, Guys Night was so much fun. I'm glad. Yeah. Are, are you excited to hear it? I am. You're going to send it to me like edited version, right? Or yes. do you want to, do you want me to listen to unedited? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Uh, no, it was fun. Those, those guys are great. I, uh, Good. Cause yeah, it felt was... like you talked forever and yeah. I did so much work while you were just mm-hmm. chit chatting with your friends. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, you know, friends. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. It was a lot of DMB talk, uh, a lot of great conversations, good. like good friends getting together. And, uh, it's good. always fun. Uh, like I miss those guys for sure. And then, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, and and uh, friends, please reach out and and let us know uh, what you thought of the conversation. I thought it was great. I thought it was beautiful. And and uh, those two guys are doing great stuff. And and um, yeah, please go support them at ConcertVids34 and at Typical DMB. Um, yeah, go support those guys for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, really, let's kind of finish this thing up because uh we went super long we talked for a long time yeah yeah i know so uh do you got a song i do as a matter of fact okay um which this just goes with the theme of our whole weekend okay i guess all right say that i don't know what else to say okay take a good look at it look at it now might be the last time you'll have a go round I'll let you touch it if you'd like to go down. I'll let you go further if you take the southern route. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting all choked up here. <laughs> Don't go too fast. Don't go too slow. You've got to let your body flow. Like I'm attentive and like I'm in control. It's uh, TLC for sure. Okay. Um. Uh, you want it tonight? Oh, red light special. Yes. Yeah. Uh, TLC red light special. Yeah. Yes. I had to sing it the rest of it in my head. Baby, uh, but we did. Yours. <laughs> oh, yours. Yeah. Uh, we if listened you to a lot want of. Want it tonight? <laughs> we. I'll uh, give you the. Red light special. Um, <laughs> we listened to a lot of R and B while we were painting, and um, our kids called it old people music. Yeah, yeah. Which like, I think uh, that one, like, I'm not sure they music. should really listen to anyway. Yeah. No, but, but Creep it, came on, and I was down. I'm like, give me all the TLC right now. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, friends. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. That was it. Was a fun conversation. I'm grateful for uh, at typical DM be at concert that uh vids 34 i'm typical uh like i'm grateful for those guys they're they're good people and great friends so uh thanks for hanging out with us um and please, friends, find us anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Please rate, review, subscribe. It wouldn't mean the world to us. It helps us out in so many different, so many different ways. So many. Um, I would like to take a moment and say, try three of them. <laughs> try, there's three episodes in there. Um, 
uh, pick three funny titles, and uh, I, I think we can. After three times, I think we can. And we got this. I hope. I hope. I hope you listen to us three times and go. You know what? I like those guys. Maybe. 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 <laughs> I'd like to take a moment and say thank you. Uh, thank you to Team Tech and Team Sound and Team Music for doing all the things you do so we can do the things that we do. And uh, thank you to R for um, helping me. For giving week. you a night to the guys? Yeah, for giving me a guy's night out. I in. appreciate that. Guys night in. Guys night in. We're yeah. still on lockdown. Yes. For a couple more days. For a couple more days. <laughs> We love all our friends. And that means you. And we hope you enjoy. Our podcast, too. Don't believe anything we say. David's all bullshit today. Because we're doing And you do. You.